Welcome to Movies Are Life. I'm your host, Chris P. Bacon. Uh, I'm undercover today to discuss the 1985 cult comedy, Fletch, starring Chevy Chase with my guest, Joe Kendrick. How's it going, Joe? It's good. It's good, good Crispy. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, before we jump into this, I've, I've kind of, as this has been going along, I, I, I haven't done a great job of giving kind of some background be- behind how I know our guests. And just a quick uh, background, I would say it's kind of funny. We probably have only known each other a couple of years, even though it's probably been longer than that. But um, Joe and his family now reside in the Oklahoma City metro area. Um, a lot of people know that our family is in Norman, Oklahoma. And I won't go into all the kind of ironic ties that have kind of brought our families together. But Joe and I, we are uh, originally both from, well, I, I don't want to say, I'm not sure if you were born in Longview, Texas, but we I, certainly I both. Was. Oh, okay. So we, we both born were and at, raised. Yeah, we were both at Longview High School at the same time, but somehow really didn't know each other, really, which is kind of odd. So, uh, I mean, there's like 1,200 students. So, it's, yeah. it's yeah. okay. And you were like, you were what, a year or so behind me? Yeah, I was a year, a uh, year yeah. below you. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was intimidated by, you know, your class. You know, there were <laughs> there a, bu- a bunch of hoodlums in that uh, class of two That's... 2000, uh, no, 1999. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, we were yeah. 99, man. <laughs> no, no, that's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> well, uh, well, um, yeah, I, I thought this would, you know, this podcast has been a good chance for me to uh, watch really movies that, I just haven't seen for whatever reason, the type of movies that like someone's like, Oh my gosh, you haven't seen that. And yeah. so I thought, uh, I thought Fletch would be a really good one um, to see because I've, I've never seen it before. It's just been a blind spot for me. And um, since confess Fletch is out now, uh, I think it's in theaters, but also maybe uh, streaming on Paramount, but um, it stars John Hamm. And so I, I really like John Hamm a lot, but I was like, you know, this is, I, I, I've always wanted to see this movie. Uh, you know, let's check it out. Um, it's a little hard to find. I mean, you can rent it uh, on Apple, but you know, it's not on any of the streaming platforms or anything like that. But um, so uh, a little bit on the background, Fletch, it's based on Gregory McDonald's popular Fletch novels. This film revolves around Los Angeles times reporter, Erwin M. Fletch Fletcher, who is offered a large sum of money to kill a millionaire, by the millionaire himself, who supposedly has a terminal cancer prognosis. Fletch becomes suspicious when he discovers the man is not ill. When he continues to investigate, his life is threatened in many ways. Anyway, I thought this would be interesting conversation to talk about this movie, but also maybe a little bit about Chevy Chase himself, who is definitely a force in the late 70s and 80s, and whose reputation might have gotten bigger uh, as Chevy Chase, the man himself, than his career. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I was wondering, Joe, what's your relationship to this movie? Or maybe uh, I think it's almost a bigger conversation where like, do you have a relationship to Chevy Chase films as yes. a whole? Yes. All right. So uh, the first Fletch movie I saw was Fletch Lives. That's the sequel. <laughs> you, watch that, you watch that one first? <laughs> yeah. So I was, so that one came out in 89. 88 uh fletch came out in 85 right so i watched fletch lives when i was 10 so 90 91 something like that my mom rented it for me (laughs) um and we rented it because it had the the spoof on the um 
my mom liked Fletch. And so she rented it. We rented it because it has a, on Fletch Loves, it has the spoof of Gone with the Wind, which is your favorite number six AFI movie <laughs> that you gave yeah. just a raving review of, yeah. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah check ch- check that out on the website yeah. yeah 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 this man this man just crapped all over number six so it's like nope nope it's not two and a half stars I love it. <laughs> i've never seen it and i don't have any intentions of seeing gone with the wind well well really who's gonna come out of the woodwork at this point to go like what you you don't like gone with the wind so i'm and not you, too worried about it and you can always <laughs> just say well, frankly, my dear, I don't give right. a damn. Right, right. Which, sorry, we're gone. We went off a tangent already. But uh, <laughs> I, I said that to Whitney before I left the other day, and she was like, she just looked at me, and I was like, "Have you never heard of that movie line before?" And she was like, "No." I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's like one of the most famous lines ever." It so, is. Yeah. It is. Uh, so we watched. I watched Fletch Lives, and it was hilarious. I thought it was, and my ten-year-old brain loved it. And so my mom let me watch Fletch, um, and I enjoyed it at the age of 10. And my top three comedians were, um, and top three influencers on my humor, Chevy Chase, Steve Martin, and Martin. um, Martin Short. Yes, thank you. I almost said Martin Lawrence, which is true. (laughs) That's going back to my buddies in high school. Two very different Martins. Yeah, Martin Short. Um, <laughs> Inner Space is one of my favorite movies. Uh, Memoirs of an Invisible Man with Chevy Chase. I, I loved that movie as a kid because I loved The Invisible Man. And Chevy Chase was just hilarious to me. And then Steve Martin's Leap of Faith, um, My Blue Heaven, and Parenthood are three of my favorite mm-hmm. uh, Steve Martin films. So those three... Um, had a huge influence on how I on the humor I have, which I think is why nobody gets my humor half the time. Um, so, uh, so yeah, not um, nothing but trouble, an underrated Chevy Chase movie with Dean Aykroyd. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, so I kind of off the get like I I liked this movie. Uh, I, I liked Fletch. It mainly succeeds because of Chevy Chase and his sarcastic humor uh i very much <laughs> he kind of alluded to it which heavy chase i definitely can see uh how people uh you either think he's funny or he's he's not you know it's like you, you can take him or leave him uh but i thought i i could get watching this movie why people like it so much uh or have an affinity to it um just because it's entertaining it, it's funny it's you know, it's definitely something you can throw up and not have to think hard <laughs> about it. You know, yes. uh, uh, I watched it over the weekend and uh, it was very much a good kind of weekend weekend movie. Um, it, it's interesting kind of going back and watching this type of film that has, you know, uh, has people might have a close relationship to it when I'm seeing it as a first time. So obviously some things have aged the, the music <laughs> for sure uh, stands out, that sort of thing. But um, actually it wasn't too long ago. And this might be more, uh, more of a statement that might be considered blasphemy, but I watched uh, Beverly's Beverly Hills cop uh, not too, too long ago. I mean, maybe a year or so. And that was for the first time. And I almost had a similar feeling with this movie of like, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And the same with Beverly Hills Cop. Obviously you watch it, Eddie Murphy, he's a star. Like you just, you know, 
he, he's the one he's, why you see the movie for me and for that movie and also with fletch it's just the and i don't know if this is an 80s comedy thing uh, just the plot of everything just doesn't do it for me at all. <laughs> like, you know, even, even the scenes where, uh, Chevy Chase is like breaking into the house and they have that little kind of moment with where he gets chased by the dog. And there's so much of like, I, I it's hard for me to completely love the movie. Cause I think the actual, uh, plot and the, the screenplay of it, all of just the mechanics of what's happening it's not completely compelling to me, but Chevy Chase, his humor and, you know, how he has to go undercover. Uh, it wasn't quite as gimmicky as I thought it was going to be. And I mean that in a good way. And so uh, that that was kind of my initial feelings about the film. Like I enjoyed it. I can understand why people might like it so much. But is this something I would like tell my daughters like, hey, you have to see this movie? Mm, probably not. Uh, how do you feel about it? I, I threw a lot out there. The, I, so, like I said, I watched Fletch Lives first when I was a kid, and that was super gimmicky. The disguises were off the charts. He, he goes in and pretends to be a preacher, one of those evangelical, holy, healing TV preachers back in the 80s. Um, and so the, the gimmicks are just high up there. Um, and then uh, and then this one, so when I watched this one again earlier this week, I was thinking it was going to be the same type of thing. And it's it's a, it's a lot more subtle. Yeah, it's a lot on, more restrained than I thought it would be. Yeah, and a lot more than I remember. But it was like, when I was a kid, I liked the McRib. And then as an adult... When I went back and tried the McRib, it was disgusting. Right. <laughs> and I, it's not that I didn't like the movie. It was worth the $4 I paid to rent, rent it. It was just, it was just kind of, eh. Yeah. I, I, it was hard for me to say, like, and I, I'm wondering if who Chevy Chase is now has affected that. If, you know. Yes. Yeah. In 1990, when he's 1980. You know, when he's still just, you know, the only stories you hear is him and Bill Murray getting in a fight at SNL, um, Saturday Night Live, you know, that's it. But now when you hear all the things about community that he did on the, on that show and just his behavior in general, it's like, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's hard for me to see him as the hero. Right. Yeah. So totally. I, I, I think that affected it uh, plot wise um, from what I understand the, the books are a little more dark or darker okay. than, than the movie. I think um, I read somewhere that somebody viewed that Chase's humor just kind of raised the darkness up a little bit because it is, it is kind of dark when you think about it. Guy pays a homeless man who thinks he's homeless, but he picks out like, <laughs> the non most homeless person looking person there. <laughs> yeah. Like you got one guy named whose nickname is gummy and literally is just half baked the entire time. And then another one who's going through withdrawals and you go to the guy who's got a hoodie and a Laker Jersey on. <laughs> yeah. Like, but then when you watch the movie, it makes sense. Like at the end, when it all starts wrapping up, it makes sense. Oh, okay. 
Uh, same height, same thing. Oh, played by uh, Tim Matterson yeah. Yeah. Uh, of Animal House fame. Yeah. So always been always been a big fan of him. So that's um, that's where I just kind of like I I struggle. I didn't struggle through the movie. I just it just yeah, didn't it, have the same effect as it did at ten as it does at forty two. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Exactly. Uh, and it made me wonder. And I, maybe you can expound on this a little bit because watching it, it kind of made me think like why why do people not why why do people love this movie so much but it's interesting you know they have famously been trying to uh, revive this franchise for forever um i've al always had you know kind of my pulse on what's going on uh with new mm -hmm. movies coming out and stuff and it seemed like it seems like every couple of years or so it's like oh they're trying to relaunch fletch with zach braff or they're trying to relaunch relaunch it with jason sudeikis and it was it always like failed and you know um and and now now that this new one's out uh with john ham it's like oh they finally did it but like i i've jokingly kind of said to other people do you even know that this <laughs> new movie is out so um i i wonder do you what's your theory of why people have tried to tap back into this movie so much or why do you think people like it so much is it because they saw it maybe at a younger age and maybe the uh because Chevy Chase's ego has preceded himself, maybe, um, maybe that's why that fall off has occurred. Uh, why do you think people like this movie so much? I can only speak to my experience. Like in the early two thousands, when, um, like you could go on like move Yahoo Movies or whatever and find like a list of movies that are in development. Yeah. I think at one time Wonder Woman was in development with Sandra Bullock as as Diana, um, which I was excited about because I love me some Sandy. Um, but, you know, you see Fletch on there like, oh, it's exciting because I really liked the movie as a kid. That's that's awesome. That's a, a piece of my childhood. That's a piece of a time where things didn't feel so chaotic, even though at home things were chaotic in terms of, you know, we had to rent our movies from the from the Longview Public Library, that's, right? That's where we got our movies from, because uh, they're free and you got them for a week versus the the five <laughs> days um, or the overnight thing at Blockbuster or Family Video or uh, Prime Time Video over there off of two eighty one. So I think for me it was like oh that's a piece of my childhood and it would be cool to see a story continue because the story itself is intriguing you've got this investigative reporter who writes under the pseudonym jane doe which is hilarious because like it just goes on with the names that shabby makes up that fletch makes up throughout the thing or even just says he's harry s truman right and, like He's like, what? And you go, oh, my parents were fond of the president. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Makes sense. And then like John Cox to Stan or Cox to Toy, you know, like just. <laughs> or just to find out the names he, he can never even uh, finish. You yeah. Know, he just like, yeah, he, he just stumbles upon. For sure. Like I even kind of knew about that bit uh, going into a little bit and still completely paid off. I mean, yeah. they were, they were so funny to me.
so i think i think people just there's an attraction to 80s movies that while they may not be good looking back like like they're good but they're not great at the time they were the best thing happening and right be because uh, for the first time you know movies were readily accessible right yeah. you know yeah. so so even uh just the fact that you could even possibly even own this movie you know uh just be able to watch it so much because now uh it's nice because you can legitimately you know you could you went on and just typed in fletch and just rented it right there pop it up it's there but there's like so much so back back then and you know the 80s it was just kind of like if you found especially as a kid if you found something you enjoyed you just latched on to that yeah. and you know you just could watch it over and over <laughs> so yeah and and i also think that it's like um it's like the reacher series and the reacher movies in that and and to a degree harry potter like it's a book and so there are people who've read the book and like the books and would love to see those stories continue on screen and yeah. i think john ham would is actually going to do a really good job because Ham has this like subtle, subtle sense of humor that almost matches Chevy in a lot of way. Very mm -hmm. dry, very like quick witted, but not over the top. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I, I almost think that I can totally see maybe why they were trying to remake this because, you know, on the surface, it's a, it's something, it's a story, a character, that you you can have like multiple adventures with i'm almost a little surprised they haven't tried to make this a streaming series because i could almost see this uh the fletch character it, it being set up as a procedural versus you know a feature a feature length movie oh, um yeah. for sure um you know uh there was a lot of things about this movie that like i uh I, to me they seemed really like low budget <laughs> <laughs> at times uh especially i was like now i know it was a movie made in the 80s but the opening credits were like just a pure black slate with <laughs> white fonts going through and then at the end credits it was just like still frames from the movie uh so there were times that this movie like felt really cheap for some reason even you know a movie dating back in the 80s but it does have the uh pretty big car chase scene uh where he steals steals the car from the burglar <laughs> and uh from the car thief you know and even that even though uh it wasn't quite as memorable as something like from the blues brothers or whatever you know i appreciated it because i'm like i was like oh you know th these cars are actually crashing into each other you know yeah. but yeah uh especially filming in a filming in LA it, that's probably never easy to close down highways and get those kind of shots down that they did, you know, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that car chase was, was funny because he just comes up and just says some type of nonsense and so confident about like he was, I think he was like an inspector for any missions. And so we had it and it's obvious the guy is trying to steal the car because he's, hot wiring it when he gets in and then the kid's like freaking out as he's driving <laughs> and so it's just it's funny because somebody has stolen the car chevy fletch basically steals the car too and then 
he gets away with it at the end with just this absurd way of of parking. Like, yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, um, yeah. I uh, I thought Chevy Chase was really good in this. Um, I I mean, I'm not someone who has seen every Chevy Chevy Chase movie that's out there, but I definitely um, have an affinity towards them, especially the vaca- vacation movies for sure. Um, and then I, I grew up, even though it's been a long time as, uh, since I've seen it, I remember, you know, seeing funny farm. Um, also, you know, three amigos is a movie that's very close to my heart, you know, uh, starring also with, uh, Martin short and Steve Martin, who you mentioned, uh, earlier and stuff like that. So, uh, watching the movie, I mean, for sure, uh, you can see how, how he was a movie star because he has, um, I don't know, movie stars too big of a phrase, but he's definitely a comedy star because his characters have always had an edge of cynicism uh, for sure, but more so, you know, confidence. That's been the whole thing with the Chevy Chase uh, persona, like through his whole career is that he's always, even if he's uh, a bum, you know, even if he <laughs> has Pratt falls uh, like, you know, uh, like his Griswold character in the vacation films, uh, that sort of thing. He also has always had a confidence. So, and, and I thought that really played well into this, you know, and especially the investigative part of going into things. And so, you know, that is something for sure. Why you realize why they made a sequel from this, because I just thought he brought a lot of confidence to the character that, I, you know, you're like, Oh yeah, you're just, you're naturally drawn to him, even though he also seems like the worst person in the world. I don't know how else to explain Chevy Chase, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, cause he's, I mean, he's not a bad looking guy, but I've never, you know, never thought he was like the most handsome guy ever. And especially if you watch movies through his career, I mean, he, he, you know, it seems like his, you know, his hair recedes a little quicker than some, but I mean, I've, I, back then it's just, it, it's just that whole thing. And that's what we tell our kids all the time. It's, it's just all about like confidence and how you hold yourself uh, you know, in life, uh, when they're in the hangar looking at the airport airplane, did you recognize the, one of the, uh, maintenance guys? Well, there, there are several people in this movie that are just like, Oh my gosh, that guy, who is that guy? Um, yeah. Oh, uh, tell, so, tell me. And I know so he's from blazing saddles. He's one of the, Oh bad yeah, guys yeah, yeah. Blazing, of course. Blazing he, saddles. He's the, yeah. he's the one who makes them sing at the beginning. <laughs> he's like, no, a real song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there's also, you know, M. Emmett Walsh, who plays the uh, doctor. I mean, he's super familiar, you yes. know, and uh, yes. I mean, a lot of people, you know, recognize George Wendt for, for sure from, uh-huh. you know, Cheers fame and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. there are these like these faces and uh, the, the actor who played the police chief, his name's Joe Don Baker. It, he yes. looked really familiar to me. I'm clicking on his, uh, IMDb right now, but I'm like, I was so, like, where have I seen that guy? But one of two actors to play a Bond villain, okay, and then a Bond hero. Oh. He was one of the Bond villains in Live uh, Living Daylights, okay, and then he's the the next Felix, and um, but he doesn't go by Felix uh, in Goldeneye. Oh, okay, okay. So he has the he has the luxury of being with both Timothy Dalton and Pierce Brosnan oh, in their that, first that, uh, Bond movies. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> the, the second one, or the first one before him, was uh, Donald 
oh, his last name is, but he was in, um, you only live twice as American, as an American, and then he's in Diamonds Are Forever as Blofeld. Oh, okay. So, Interesting. Uh, two Sean Connery movies. There you go. That's my yeah. randomness. Man, so, that's, that's, that, that, oh, and I mean, uh, Gina Davis, of course, uh, being yes. in this movie, you yeah. know, so, uh, which is, I mean, she, she's not given a whole, a whole lot to do in this movie, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was fun to see her face. Uh, so, yeah. uh, uh, is, is there anything else you think we should really hit on this movie? I mean, it's kind of, it's not a movie that I think elicits a lot of, uh, <laughs> deep conversation or you know inter introspection or anything like that but i'll say what was interesting was the movie trying to tie in two plots together uh so you have the plot of the the wealthy man trying to hire fletch to kill him and then Fletch is investigating him, and at the same time, Fletch is investigating a drug trafficking, and the two of them connect, you know, at mm -hmm. the end. And it's like, okay, on the surface, it looks like, okay, they're, they're forcing this. The writers forced these two stories to come together at the end. Yeah. But I started wondering because he picks him picks just the, the least non stereotype drug addict off the beach and Joe Don Baker's character, the chief of police already knew who Fletch was. Was this all really set up to get rid of Fletch mm -hmm. altogether? Yeah. Like, I don't think that is true. I think that's just, my brain trying to make things fit together but <laughs> i had seen before the the bit uh where he goes to the doctor's office and gets the uh rectal exam and the oh, moon, yeah. moon river a whole bit i had even yeah. seen that before on just like certain things completely still funny like when it happened <laughs> like it's yeah <laughs> old man river and what i appreciated about the bit too is that i mean there's there's a lot more jokes after that scene as well uh you know uh they let that scene play out so to speak and then uh i just uh, even even when he's you know dressed up as the surgeon and then asked to come perform <laughs> <laughs> the operation on the dead body i mean it's just it, what what is funny about this movie is him getting himself in these situations and honestly kind of a realism to him of like yeah if somebody off the street was in that all of a sudden they too would probably faint you know like yeah, yeah. Uh, you know he uh chase does a good job of playing this character as like smart enough to get like information but he's not quite smart enough to also i mean he is He's a very he's very faulted. He gets himself, you know, in a lot of corners that he shouldn't uh, be put in, you know, for sure. Yeah, he, he has not he has not thought the, thought it through. Right, right. Like the uh, I swear, I think that the doctor exam is actually like the doctor's caught on a little bit that that Chase is fishing for something that right. Fletch is fishing for something. And so that's why he does the rectal exam like as a and then at the end. You know, he, he gets the information that he's looking for, and and the nurse and him like bond, 
And yeah. as he's leaving the, with the paper bag, he pops the ba- paper bag and it startles. The, <laughs> it's like his his way of getting those two back. Uh, oh yeah, just kind of just uh, just kind of put put an additional jab in. You know, the last word yeah. <laughs> before he takes yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, there's a segment on this podcast uh, called Movie Musings where I'm going to throw out a couple theoretical questions to you that I, I thought of okay. uh, as this was going. So, uh, are you ready for these? Yeah. Movie Musings. So, what is the best costume that you've uh, ever had? Uh, Fletch, you know, goes under undercover. Um, it actually, like you kind of mentioned, it, it seems like Fletch lives, they kind of ratchet it up. <clears throat> But there's only one time he really truly goes like a full like makeup route with the fake beard and all that kind of stuff. But that just made me think like, you know, usually people think Halloween costumes, but sometimes uh, not that. But, uh, you know, does something come to mind for you? So like for me personally, like, yeah. okay, so uh, 1988 will stick in the 80s uh, living with my grandparents in Lowell, Arkansas. And uh, my mom made me an Incredible Hulk costume. Nice. With the, and and we still have it to this day. And both my boys have worn that costume. Oh, that's cool. In Halloween, and that was I finished second in in a costume contest at the Springdale Mall, and I finished second because the other dude had an Incredible Hulk costume as well, and. For those who are unaware why Incredible Hulk was popular, it was that uh, the Incredible Hulk show was syndicated on the WB, Channel 3, in, in that area, and you could watch it every day at noon. And that's that was my favorite <laughs> show next to MacGyver and, and A-Team and such. And um, But he won, the kid won, because he had feet. Oh. I had tennis shoes painted green. Ah. Oh. Man. But I finished second with that, so that's <laughs> that's my favorite costume that, that I have. That's that's you, the best one. Do you ever wake up in the middle of the night going, "Oh, why didn't I just do the feet? I would have yeah. had them." <laughs> yeah. What what do you remember? What was first prize? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't even know. I don't think we won anything. I just yeah, just the. I, just I mean, the, I, I I was better. I mean, I had a flat top with the face paint and my. Two front teeth were missing. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I, uh, Whitney's the true like uh, costume queen. She, she, yeah. she, she has been multiple things over multiple years. And so I'm usually just the uh, tag along for that. But, uh, the one that came to mind for me was, uh, the fraternity that I was in for a rush event every year. We, we had a uh, event where, the rushies were supposed to come in and they, 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 the invitation says coat and tie. So they come in. Well, when they come in, uh, the rest of the fraternity is dressed up in different costumes. So, uh, that's just always been a thing and it always kind of throws them off a little bit for whatever reason. It's, it's fine. But the costume I had, I borrowed it from a friend and it was a power ranger. But what made it funny was that the, you know, it was the, it was the green power ranger. So it was, it, it was the costume itself, but the head was massive thing. Okay. Like a mascot head, 
you know, at a football game. And yeah. so, you know, uh, my body, but this huge head. And I, that was so funny that night just because I kept it on the whole time. So people That's didn't, awesome. uh, th they didn't know who I was, but That's I have a, awesome. I have a picture somewhere of that, but that was, that was a pretty uh, epic costume. So that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, obviously, you know, it's almost, almost so much. So it's a little like laid on thick of how big a fan Fletch is of the Lakers. Uh, uh -huh. Even, even to have a moment where he's daydreaming being on the team that absolutely, yeah. absolutely yeah. adds nothing uh, to the movie no. <laughs> at no. all. And I was like, I kept thinking, it looks like, are the filmmakers like hoping that like they're going to get Laker tickets from in this movie and showing up the Lakers so much, but um, I, I'm a big basketball fan, not a fan of the Lakers, but um, I, I know, I know you like sports, but are, are you a basketball fan? Yeah, it's eh. not my favorite. Yeah. Um, like it's, you know, I, I do like the Mavericks as, as was my team. Yeah. Growing up. Um, but other than that, no, I'm not, not March Madness type person. I don't. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm, I mean, just, I grew up in Texas. It's, it's all football for me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I ran track and cross country, you know, yeah. later on, but football is the, that's the sport I'll watch pretty regularly and you know, keep yeah. up with. Did you ever uh, uh, have a fantasy of being the star football player? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then that fantasy got knocked out of me by, um, oh, by the defensive end of the starting <laughs> Longview Lobo 1998 <laughs> state champion, state, state champ, state runner up. <laughs> oh, yeah, state runner up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. That, that that got knocked out of me. So now I just coach flag football and get to, to dream <laughs> of being a, being a coach. Yeah, so. yeah. That's funny. Uh, yeah, quick story. Uh, I don't know if I've told you this story before, but uh, we lived in the DFW area when the Mavericks uh, won their championship, oh, nice. uh, which was a lot of fun. And um, yeah. the or organization I was working for at the time, um, it, uh, it was before they won that championship, but they did a really neat thing where basically a bunch of kids got to come uh to the practice center during Thanksgiving. And so I got to film and cover this, which was like, amazing because i felt like a little kid just being able to capture all this footage and stuff like that yeah. and I, I got to interview dirk and uh and but the story that always uh, i tell that's really funny so i'm capturing you know this footage of the kids playing basketball there's there's probably there's a lot of kids I, almost 50 to 100 kids maybe and so uh, the players were helping them do basketball drills and all sorts of things so there's basketballs everywhere i mean even when you're just playing basketball in the driveway with two kids you have to watch out for like basketballs going everywhere and i was filming and this ball came and hit me like square in the head oh. while, while i was filming I, and it it must have looked like it hurt enough so that Sean Marion was doing a side interview with like a legitimate uh, news crew <laughs> and enough. So where he was giving the interview and he was like, Oh my gosh, are you okay? Like he broke his, whatever answer he was doing. Like, and so yeah. I, I used that chance to go, 
yes, I'm great. Can I grab an interview with you after you're finished? <laughs> so I just I used it as an end to nice. get to talk to Shy Marion after that. Yeah. So, nice. uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, it's always fun to have those kind of moments where, you know, you're like, oh, this is pretty neat. But uh, it, it was even even more special that they won the championship that year. So, yeah. That's so cool. Did I ever tell you my first basket that I made was at Reunion Arena? Oh, really? Yes. I was six years old. Uh, we were living in Waco at the time. My dad was trainer, athletic trainer at Midway High School. And so we were oh, in Dallas for a game. And they were on the court. And so I was on the court with them and made my first basket on Reunion Arena. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. The last question I have for you, um, you know, I've been, I've been undercover during this podcast, but, uh, what would right. your, what would your undercover name be? <laughs> uh, all right. So this is funny, but, uh, my best friend, Nick and I used to go to uh, the, that club over off of, um, where, I don't know if it's still there, but you know where Butcher Shop is there in yeah. Longview? Yeah. Right, there used to be that club right beside it. Uh-huh. All right. So when we turned 18, we went there. Um, <laughs> and so we decided that we were going to use fake names. Okay. So I was just Steve. That was my name. It was just Steve. <laughs> he was Sean. And we were from UCLA. Uh, we were in town visiting our family. We were at UCLA. I was pre-law. He was pre-med. <laughs> and we tried to pick up four single 40-year-olds. <laughs> oh, nice. It was terrible. Uh, oh, uh, I think we got we did get to dance with a couple of ladies. But my dad's secretary was there apparently and told my dad about it. Oh great. <laughs> it worked. Uh that's why uh does uh does your wife know about that story? <laughs> she does now she's listening okay i don't know but yeah yeah steve steve was always the um the go-to it's like if if a cop stopped us and you know before they ask us for our id they're like hey what's your name steve <laughs> good good just a good like yeah a good common name steve. yeah yeah the steve so with fletch is this a movie that you would recommend to people seeing or i almost uh knowing your boy's age or is was it a movie where you're like oh i think they would enjoy this i think connor started to watch it with me and yeah. then was bored yeah yeah so i could I, I could see that from the once again kind of go back to some of the action need when it tries to get serious it, it just doesn't really work that well but yeah i can see that yeah i I don't think my boys would like it. Yeah. But he may surprise me. He sat through Casablanca with me the other day and loved it. So, oh, nice. so I don't know. Well, I, I hope you didn't mind uh, revisiting this film and uh, no. <laughs> you know, watching it again. So uh, it's one of those, I, I don't know if I would tell people to seek it out, but you know, if you're, yeah, you know, this is you know we don't really flip channels anymore unless we're like at a in a hotel room. But you know if you're like flipping around and you stumble upon it, 
yeah, good movie to just kind of dive into, but you could probably go in and out of it and, uh, you know, enjoy the experience. So, but yeah, I would say if you want peak Chevy Chase, this is peak Chevy Chase. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, it's, it's Chevy Chase, uh, kind of, you can tell he's, he's at the height of his powers. You know, you could tell he, he, he was doing Fletch, uh, thinking that, okay, what, what, I, what's the next movie I'm going to do? You can definitely tell there was a lot of Chevy Chase stock going on <laughs> in the mid eighties. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, um, next week we'll be discussing the 2007 popular crime drama, Michael Clayton, uh, 2007. Um, it's a notorious for being a great year, uh, for movies and Michael Clayton is celebrating its 15th anniversary. I haven't seen it since it came out. Um, there's that, that year uh, has a lot of deep meaning for me and I'll, I'll go into the podcast uh, next week's podcast about why that's so, but uh, so it'll be fun to revisit it and uh, uh, see it. I think it's reputation of being a great movie has just grown, but that year was the year of no country for old men and there will be blood. So uh, maybe it's greatness has maybe been, you know, kind of forgotten a little bit. So I, I'm looking forward to talking about that. Have you ever, have you ever seen that George Clooney movie? I have not seen Michael Clayton, um, but I can watch no country for old men on repeat. <laughs> yeah. No, no bombs. I, I, if that was, if I had 12 hours to live, and you said I couldn't watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy, then I would just say, you know, you can add No Country for Men as final, the final movies to watch. It's, <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it, it it's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, for sure. Oh, and so, and, and way to set the hook, man. The 2007 big year for Nathan. And now everybody's like, ooh, what's the year? What's so special about 2007? I know I've, I've got to get, I've got to get people, you know, to keep listening. So <laughs> including, including you, y'all, you'll have to listen oh, to next week's oh, episode now. So <laughs> I can probably guess, but I don't want to like guess it right. And then, you know, spoil everything for everybody. It's, I might be setting it up too much. So don't, <laughs> don't, don't get you, don't get too, uh, too anxious about it. So. was the year you went to space, right? <laughs> right and you, you you didn't know me before 2007 i'm a completely different person so i'll have to explain <laughs> what happened when that happened so oh. yeah but oh. uh well uh d don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast uh it helps us discover new listeners um we also have a uh, instagram facebook twitter feed and you know everything in the social media land and so uh we always share lots of great content and reviews uh so and also visit moviesorlife.com uh for all our episodes and reviews and uh, i appreciate you uh taking the time to do this joe it's oh, a lot thank of fun you man i appreciate yeah. you Oh, hey, real quick before we go, uh, yeah, uh, plug uh, plug your Instagram feed. I think people will be interested in oh, that. Oh, all right, yes, me dot theory dot photography on Instagram. Yeah, it, yeah, people should uh, follow that. I'll, I'll um I'll add a link in the notes where you can easily uh, find it that way. And if uh, if you followed us from the very beginning, Joe uh, graciously let a, let me use one of his photos to promote our first episode on the Batman. So <laughs> uh, it, it's it's coming full circle. Well, thanks again, and we we will definitely talk soon. <laughs> All right, sounds great. 
All right. Thanks, man. Bye.